<laughs> so when you were living in Atlanta, did you eat at the Varsity? I did eat at the Varsity, Justin. I, I did not. <laughs> I lived in Atlanta for two years and I never ate there. But no, I had a... Um, did I miss out? Did I like totally did. miss out? You oh, kind of did. It's like an experience. It's one of those places that you just have to go to. Yeah. I guess I got to go back to Atlanta. Here's the other one that yeah. I I really do regret eating, not eating at this place. Gladiator Night's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, no, I've never been there <sighs> either. I'm not sure that was there when I was there, though. Maybe not, but... Maybe maybe you maybe you and your family and me and my family will take a trip back to Atlanta <laughs> just so we can go to Gladdy Nights, get some chicken and waffles. We have to drive through North Georgia and go to Babyland General where the cabbage patches were kids were born. Yeah. I mean that's like the best. You know so much more about Atlanta than I did. <laughs> I was only there for like two Stone years. Mountain? Did you do Stone Mountain? No. The laser I flew show? over it. I know. Come on, Justin. I know, I missed out. I really missed out on Atlanta. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Life Ranch Monthly Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Metcalf. MCP is all about the people that love New Life Ranch and the stories of how God is using this place to change lives. Each month, we'll hear from the people who work at New Life Ranch and learn about their life, their testimony, and their heart for this ministry. In this Season 1 finale episode of MCP, I'll be talking to Miss Heidi Damaris, the Administration Coordinator. But before we do that, let's find out what's happening around the ranch with some New Life News. Here to talk with me today about the 2017 summer camp theme is our very own, very brand new, Mr. Brock Schinkel, summer camp coordinator. Welcome, Mr. Brock. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Justin. What a privilege. (laughs) Yes, it is a privilege. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited slash nervous are you about summer camp starting here in just a couple weeks oh my goodness (laughs) yeah i am super excited like it's i can't believe it's weeks literally weeks away right now um yeah it's been a blur these last few weeks or months have been kind of rolling into one and um Yes, I'm ready for summer to get here, ready to experience kind of the full magnitude of everything that's going to happen and uh, being able to watch all the work that I've been putting in the last few months to kind of come to fruition. And, yeah. Um, so you're at a 10. I, I'm pretty much at a 10, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it is a fine balance of terror slash excitement. It's kind of like a roller coaster, you know, where, it's, where you're not really sure if you're strapped in well. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, yep. Good. Well, I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I'm glad the Rhett's here. I'm glad that we've got an awesome staff coming this summer. And um, I really feel good about kind of where we're at. I'm just excited to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So the theme for this summer is drum roll. Actually, it's not a drum roll because everybody knows what it is at this point. It's the big picture. The big picture. Awesome. So what does the big picture, what is that about? You know, the big picture, we were just kind of praying, thinking through kind of what God would want us to, you know, to make our theme this summer. And uh, the more we thought about it, the more kind of my life and just kind of what's been going on in our lives, how God's transitioned us here, this new ministry, and uh, just how He's been working uh, in dif- different relationships and really kind of working even in, in my life throughout the last, uh, well, 36 years I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been reason and purpose for, you know, each experience that God's allowed me to walk through and even some hard ones. And, um, you know, a verse I memorized early on was Romans eight twenty eight, and 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 we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And uh, just realizing, just thinking back through what what is God's purpose for us? What's, what is that? What does that mean? 
Um, and what I've come to realize just over the, over the years of my life and just God working, uh, that my purpose is not about my comfort. It's not about um, me, really, when it comes down to it. It's really about um, how God gets glory uh, through my life and through mm-hmm. the changes and even through challenges that he's allowed uh, me to walk through or my family to walk through. And so um, that's kind of the inspiration behind kind of the big picture is just yeah. kind of look, taking a step back, you know, not just looking at the the junk that we're walking through on a daily basis, but to, to step back and, and kind of get a different perspective um, on, you know, the what God is doing and why he's allowing these hard hard things and really good things, even these blessings. You know, we're, mm-hmm. I believe we're blessed to be a blessing to others, and, and God's going to use uh, even the blessings that come in our lives to, to allow us to be an impact and, um, you know, for his kingdom. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this theme especially is it almost has that realistic like, hey, you know, there's a lot of these campers that are going through some hard stuff. And so mm-hmm. we want to approach that biblically with an understanding of this is this is the purpose that God has for you, despite all of these circumstances around you, despite what's going on around you. And yeah. I think it's cool. You know, yeah. it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't necessarily seem like happy go lucky yeah. summer theme, you yeah. know, but I think it's great yeah. anyway. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's something that, you know, as we're, we're really cautious about, you know, when we're thinking through this theme and thinking, you know, that a, a slogan or a tagline we thought about was, it's all good, you mm-hmm. know, or something like that that would go with that Romans eight twenty eight verse, but... You know, it's not all good, mm. and and that's okay, and yeah. that's it doesn't mean that's out of God's purpose. So, because part of God's purpose is allowing us to go through trials that refine us and and create in us a, a, a character and uh, perseverance and uh, being able to walk through these things in a way that 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 really grows us. And so, yes, having having to wrestle with that kind of man, it's not all good. Yeah, it's and not all not, good. We don't want to communicate that to right. our But our God is going to work it all for good. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the key there. Yep. So that's cool. That's great. So yeah. campers are going to walk away at the end of the week with this idea of the big picture. What, what's going to stick with them in that? Well, I hope that they walk away with just a, a better um, understanding and really just kind of a picture of really honestly God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's A.W. Tozer has a famous quote that and I'm, I'm going to butcher it here, but it's something <laughs> about, um, you know, the, the most important thing about us is what enter, enters in our mind when we think about God. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we view God uh, really changes the way we view trials, really changes yeah. the way we view really reality of our life and, and, and things that happen or things that don't happen for that matter. And, and so kind of that, that picture of, of who God is and kind of his ultimate plan, uh, honestly, for salvation, but then beyond that for, for walking in, in newness of life and, and being that new creation that uh, New Life France is built on, yeah. you know, that, that our theme verse, and uh, kind of walking that out and playing that out, out in our lives. Awesome. Well, great. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm excited about this theme. You're clearly excited about this theme, and I think uh, campers are really gonna, really gonna be, uh, they're really gonna be invested in it and understanding what that means. So, yeah, it's gonna be great. awesome. Yeah, yeah it's gonna I be can't good wait. Summer, it's gonna be a good summer. I'm excited for it, and I know you're excited for it. So, uh, yeah. I'll let you go. Get back to work. Bring uh, it. Cause June fourth. Stuff to do. June fourth. Campers will be here. It's gonna be awesome. Yep. All right. Thanks, thanks Justin. Brock. Yep. Later. Thanks, Brock, for letting us know about the summer theme, The Big Picture. If you're still hoping to sign up your camper for camp, you better do so quick because we are filling up fast. We expect this to be our biggest and fullest summer ever. You can sign up for summer camp, day camp, and leadership development at newliferanch.com. 
All right, coming up after the break, I'll be talking with our administration coordinator, Heidi Damaris. We'll discuss her family's long history with the ranch, her truly amazing ability to manage the crazy puzzle that is getting campers into cabins, and why it is her voice is so familiar to you. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for me? If a friend comes along with me. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for my parents? If they can save money when I bring a friend with me. I guess that makes Buddy Bucks pretty great. For every friend you bring to camp that has never been to New Life Ranch before, you'll save $20. Just make sure they put your name down in the Buddy Bucks field when they register. The best part is you can invite unlimited friends and save unlimited money. So get out there and invite some friends to summer camp. Hey, today I've got sitting with me Heidi Damaris, the Office Administration Coordinator, and we're just going to be getting to know her a little bit today. So Heidi, hello. Let's get to know Heidi. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. And if you are listening to this podcast right now and you're like, where do I recognize that voice? Here, you wait, recognize- I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. We'll do- okay. Yeah. Ring, ring. <laughs> Thanks for calling New Life Ranch. This is Heidi speaking. Oh, I man, I knew I recognized yeah. that voice. Okay, so the real <laughs> bummer is, though, like, if people listen to this podcast and then they call, they might just want to talk to you. Like, I'm happy. In happy general. To do that. If, the, if you'll say, like, hey, did you have a question about summer camp? <laughs> and they'll say, no, I just wanted to follow up on that story. I just want to know, does she really sound like that? I just wanted to follow up on that story you told. <laughs> so... <laughs> I often get people not responding to me when I answer the phone because they think that I'm a recording. Oh. And I don't totally get it, but I'm not a recording. I'm real and you can come I'm not me. a record. I am not a robot. <laughs> I am a real person. That's right. Actually, this is a recording. Heidi, Ooh, just, yeah, she just, just talked yeah. for like 20 minutes, and now I'm going to go in and interject some things. So if something just sounds like way out of whack, you know, that's because... Heidi is just officially recording. <laughs> I'm just talking to the phone right now. So, uh, well, hey, Heidi, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. I'm excited to get to know you. I assume Thanks. our listeners are too, so they can they can get into get into the life of the person that they talk to the phone I love sometimes. It. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So, tell us about yourself. Tell you know where'd you grow up? Sure. Uh, what yeah. was your life like as a kid? That sort of thing. Awesome. Okay. Um, so basically, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania small town. My dad was a preacher. Um, we went to this awesome little country church that to this day, I think back to, I mean, they were the village that raised me. They were really, um, this sounds like the beginning of a folk song, by the way. <laughs> Wait, give me, where's my guitar? <laughs> I was born in Pennsylvania. My dad was a preacher. Oh, I know. No, it was awesome. Um, yeah. very great childhood. Um, still keep in touch with a lot of those people. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm one of four daughters. I'm second in the birth order. Mm. Um, so I'm the peacemaker. Oh yeah. (laughs) I will go with the flow. I do not have any opinions about anything because what's the point? Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, loved that experience when I was just before I turned 13, we moved to Atlanta, Georgia. So we went from, Small northern town yeah. to giant, <laughs> giant Atlanta. southern suburb. Oh my goodness! That so, was... which did you like more? Oh, you know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pennsylvania well, for sure. 
Yes. Like when I think of being from either of those places, yeah. I'm never super excited to say, I would never say I'm from Georgia. That right. doesn't resonate with me. But I will say I can look back and see how God really orchestrated that whole journey because mm-hmm. um, my small town, it's its sad to say after, soon after we left, kind of the steel mills were kind of the big industry there. Mm-hmm. They all started shutting down. Things really um, kind of got a little sad there. It's still, it's still even now recovering. It's, yeah. it's not a place that's flourishing. Um, and so when I think of just even educationally or just opportunities that were available to me as I got older, I'm thankful for... Um, being in a place that was bigger and just, you know, mm-hmm. my high school, whatever, had a thousand people. I mean, you know, you just feel like I probably did better just right. in my adolescence being in that bigger city. Yeah. It was amazing. And it's like even How just many getting around the city. Uh, so uh, five and a half. Oh, so, so like definitely your formative years then. Oh, yes. Like driving around, like I loved. It was so easy to find mm-hmm. where you're going, unlike other cities in our <laughs> Lovely country, but anyway, I won't go there. <laughs> She's talking about Tulsa. <laughs> Nothing against Tulsa. She, well. it's it's the problem is like when I lived in Atlanta, I always used to say like it, they, their street system was like somebody dumped out a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> on the ground and like they decided okay this is our street system. Maybe and it's... so coming from there, I could see how the perfectly laid out grid of the Tulsa laid out construction zone. So... Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. No, but people, grid... I get lost every time I go to Tulsa. It's my fault. It's not Tulsa's fault. I'll just. I always it. tell her just take three rights and you'll be back where you started. No, if you get lost in Atlanta, you just get back on 285 it circles the whole it's city true. and then you just get back to where you were trying to go and then get off there i That's mean true. it's very easy to correct yourself yeah there. unlike tulsa the madhouse <laughs> that is tulsa no but my mom so i'm one of four girls my mom's one of five girls and they most of them lived in atlanta that's kind of why we moved yeah um i had this aunt who was like single and fabulous and gorgeous and she owned her own business downtown in Atlanta so she kind of helped get us like really comfortable being in the city and going to places yeah yeah she was amazing so that kind of helped me you know riding the Marta oh yeah going all over the place yeah I I miss Atlanta. That was a good place. (laughs) uh, Do you go back there often? Ever? Never? And when I do, I don't recognize it. Because it's just the place where I actually lived and went to high school looks nothing like it did when I went there. And even just people, lots of moving has happened. I mean, so it just doesn't even feel like the same place. Um, I mean, it's interesting to go back. It's a sprawling metropolis. Yes. Oh, we went last year and went to the Coca-Cola Museum. Did you ever do that? I did do that because my parents came into town. (laughs) You know, it's one of those weird things like when you live in a big city and you're like, oh, I don't need to do the touristy things because I live here. (laughs) But then ultimately you like like, move away. Exactly. And people are like, oh, did you do this? And you're like... Uh, no, I, I just lived there. Like, you missed out on, like, the best parts of living in that city. Yeah. But I did do the Coca-Cola Museum. Great, because that's pretty fabulous. So, yeah, I, I tried all the different flavors. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even that, like, the gross one. I don't remember Beverly. What it was Beverly. The Italian weirdo yeah. soda that tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, it was, like, cough syrup mixed with, like, really strong club soda. <laughs> so, look for that if you ever go to the... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Two thumbs up. This is turning yeah. into like a weird like uh, travel blog. travel <laughs> blog for the city of Atlanta. 
I got so, lots more ideas. Call New Ranch. <laughs> I will also help talk you with you your trip about to Atlanta. <laughs> going to Atlanta. All right, we're going to steer away from that. Great. We're going to go all the way away from that. Uh, so t- tell me about just your, your faith journey, your, your testimony. Oh, yeah, totally. So like I mentioned, my dad was a pastor. Not that that always guarantees anything, but... Um, <laughs> I was raised to love Jesus. Um, I actually, one of the things that I really am grateful for with my parents, um, my dad especially just is such a, an evangelist. And so growing up, I would hear him witness to people on mm. a regular basis. And so I have a vivid memory of being four years old and witnessing to my friend from kindergarten. Um, and I just look back and I just think, oh, to have that kind of Man. faith and like courage yeah. now, I would just give anything to be the way I was when I was four years old. Because yeah. to me, I just thought, oh, I want to make sure everyone knows Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, my church family was so influential. So it wasn't even just my parents pouring into me. Um, just all the adults there were really representing just godly lives and just what it means to live your life informed by what Jesus would want for you and his best for you. And so I'm um, really grateful for that. Obviously, the transition away from that kind of safe nurturing community um we went we ended up going to a very large very large church in atlanta and it it wasn't bad it really wasn't bad i think it just was so different Mm -hmm. um so i think it was and especially just the time in my life you know becoming a teenager and just kind of figuring out who i was um and again, I think I think God had a plan for that and absolutely brought new people into my life um, that were pouring into me in a way that I needed then, too. So um, really good. I think high school was definitely a time for me to just acknowledge, like, oh, I need to make sure I believe this, not just because my parents told me to. Yeah. Um, and so that was actually, and it wasn't, it was great. It was a great process of me finding my own way through all of that and figuring out Um, what do I believe and why do I believe this? And I feel like I had some pretty powerful experiences where I felt like Jesus really was reaching out to just, just to me. And Mm. it wasn't like through my parents or it was like just that personal relationship. There were some things that really just really hammered into me. Like he is there for me Mm. no matter what. Um, I think just really, I know my parents, one thing I just, I think I learned more once I moved to Georgia. Kind of the element of grace was maybe preached a little more clearly (laughs) to me, which I'm really glad for, obviously. Um, And so basically, you know, high school, just really, again, just that forming, refining process was happening. Um, But then it was really cool because my older sister um, went to John Brown University um, over in Arkansas. And so I went there with, um, to kind of visit and just fell in love with the place. And I think again, that, that was a new journey of being in a place where God was just surrounding me with people who are so inspiring to me. And I learned so much from in my spiritual walk. And so just all, all three of those segments of my life, I think, um, were just beautiful in their own way of just always bringing me back to like the truth of God's love for me and his plan for me and his desire for me to yeah live my life for him yeah use my gifts so awesome again it's I'm I'm sounding like there weren't hard moments in that whole journey (laughs) there definitely were (laughs) (laughs) um but just yeah in in this space I just you know it all always came back to like him he was there for me and loved me through my mistakes and just my faults. Yeah. Yeah. And your your hard time in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to 
you went to JBU, John I Brown. Did, I and did. And you met a man there. Yes, uh, Kirk Demaris, my husband now. Um, we met at JBU. Um, what's really special is that Kirk's father, Lee Demaris, some of you out there may be familiar with that name um, because he worked at New Life Ranch um, in the 70s for several years. He was the summer camp coordinator. So Kirk and his family would actually live out here. Um, while summer camp was happening. And so over the years, that's been maybe one of my favorite things about working here. Um, people will see my name in an email or hear my name on the oh, phone. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they'll be like, Do you, are you related are to you Lee? Are you related to Lee? <laughs> um, because sadly, he passed away in 1994 um, hmm. from lung cancer. And so to, to have people that still remember him fondly um, from their time at New Life Ranch just means the world to me. Anytime I get emails with people's just reminiscences, I'll send that to Kirk and his mom. And that means so much to them, too. That's just, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool connection. And little known fact about Kirk, that he is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, so kind of a funny joke about that. When Heidi first started working here... She just didn't, she didn't really know what she was saying at the time. She didn't realize the trouble that she was causing. Because, you know, like, we're nice people here, but (laughs) there's some people, I'm I'm not going to include myself in this. There's some people here that they're just jokesters Mm. and they just can't let a joke die, you know? So anyway, every year we put on a Christmas party (laughs) and we're always looking for MCs. And at one point, Heidi, Uh. who just made... Wait, what she might consider. Wait a minute, okay. Justin. I gotta clarify something. Okay, clarify here. this. Because this is making it sound like I'm just like walking around, everybody like, "Hey, my husband's hey, the funniest my, guy he's ever." Made... Okay, you tell it then. No, because it was brought up from um, one of our board members, knew Kirk from when he worked at Dayspring. Oh. And at Dayspring, Kirk did publicly perform at like. Yeah. And it got to the point where people would be having like birthday parties for someone in their department, and they would yeah. ask him to come and entertain at the birthday party. Yeah. So this one guy mentioned to David Jaquist, our former executive director, oh, Kirk Damaris, like, I know that guy from Dayspring. <laughs> he is hilarious and was telling all these stories about what he was doing. So then David was like, hey, yeah. I heard. So that's kind of. That's you know, the genesis it's based of that on joke real, there. real stuff that happened. Yeah. And so now. Yeah. What's really great is, like, we would joke about this all the time. We'd be, like, planning these events, like our Christmas party or other events. And we'd be like, hey, Heidi, you need to ask Kirk. And we were being genuine. We were like, you need to ask Kirk about about doing some stand-up. And you were like, no, I I just don't. And and we didn't really know Kirk at the time. This is, like, when you first started working here. And we were, like, kind of still getting to know the family. And we're like, come on, like, ask him. And you're like... No, guys. And so the funniest thing that you were telling me is like the time you actually told him like, hey, you know, this is like kind of a thing. Like years and years later, they're still. And and his response was, uh, I think you just he was like, why? Why are they talking? (laughs) He was very baffled. He was like, I don't. No, I don't know. I don't know the people. What I don't understand what they want me to do. Why do they want me to do stand up? I know this podcast isn't really about him; it's more about you. But he does like such interesting things. Mm. Like you have a really cool husband. Thank you, Justin. I think so. He does like the. He just has like the weirdest, funnest (laughs) things, though. 
Yeah, for those out there who are like, what are they talking <laughs> what about? What are these weird things? He's an artist. Yeah. He's always been an a artist. A very good artist. He really is. And so, um, yeah, part of the journey of why I'm even at New Life Ranch, he had worked at Spring for, which, if you don't know what Spring is, it's a Christian greeting card company based in Salem Springs. And he was an artist for them for 11 years, I think. Um, they did some downsizing, and his role kind of was no longer necessary. And that led to me saying, mm-hmm. well, Kirk, your dream has always been to be a freelance artist. Um, so while you get that hammered out, I'll just find a job. And honestly, I was just thinking, I just need a part-time job just to like yeah. bring a little income. Um God had other plans. Seven years later <laughs> Seven of full-time years work. Later. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I finally kind of figured out how to describe it because honestly, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I've always been called, you know, I felt a calling to camping ministry for a long time or, you know, for me, I would say it felt more like a surprise party. Mm. Like I ne- I would never have expected that God would want to use my talents and gifts in this way and bring me to a place that it really makes sense for me to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure I knew that being an administrative administration coordinator at a camp was a job that I would aspire to. Like that, I just I didn't know. Um, and it's funny because I think back <laughs> to my interview process. I mean, I'm still like, I can't believe they took a chance on me because <laughs> I had I was a stay at home mom at that point for four years. And that's really still, I would do that in a heartbeat because um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I just was kind of, I wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't in a place where I didn't come into it saying, hey, I feel called to this. These are my gifts. I need right. to use them I here. I totally want to get it on camp. <laughs> I did not have that vision at that point. Um, but I did have the vision that I was really wanting to help my husband pursue what his dream was. Um, and then Jesus brought me here yeah. and let this be something that somehow, I don't know, somehow just works for me. Yeah, um, it does. So It does. It works lots, really well. Lots of good stuff. You're very, very good at your job. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I appreciate that. And, and your husband's still doing, Kirk is still doing oh, the, yeah. the freelance art freelance stuff. Freelance art. He also, what was really neat, I think it started happening last year, maybe the year before, um, people at the ranch started reaching out to him for creative projects that they were needing um, an artist for. And I, one of my favorite moments, there were a team of people that decided to reach out to him to, to look to work on some stuff. So they all went and had lunch with him somewhere to talk about ideas. And they came back and they were like, oh, Kirk is so great. <laughs> and it was just so cool for me because he's, you know, really this introverted guy. And over the years, I mean, I've He's been around, and I, you know, people kind of like, oh, hey, Kirk, but just you know, <laughs> who's that guy with the glasses? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so to have my coworkers have that experience yeah. with him, where they just were seeing like, oh my goodness, he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he really could do stand-up comedy. <laughs> I believe Heidi now. <laughs> I believe him. Yeah, I do remember that because I didn't know Kirk very well at the yeah. time, and you were like, he did stand-up comedy, and I think all of us were like, <laughs> right, like. Like in a tape recorder, like in your house. (laughs) He just sat like you and your son down and he was like, hey, I got some jokes for you. I love it. That has happened, but (laughs) it does translate to a wider audience. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think maybe now like the the mystery of it. It's like so built up in our heads. <laughs> he, he probably never should do it. He could never live up because to... Because now he would like tell jokes yeah. and be like, oh, I thought it was funny. I mean, he's funny, <laughs> but really, yeah. Okay, so you are the administrative coordinator. Yep. 
What What's your favorite part about your job? Oh, wow. I mean, first, I love the people I work with at New Life Ranch. Mm-hmm. That's always been so great because no matter how stressful it is or overwhelming, I mean, you're surrounded by people. They love the Lord. They're super fun. They are amazingly skilled, and so you're inspired to do better all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first and foremost. But then I just, like I said, for some reason, just how I'm designed, it just really, it feels very naturally, the work that I do. So when parents are calling and want to talk about stuff, that never feels intrusive or frustrating. I, I love having conversations yeah. with them. Um, and so I'm really thankful that however God designed me, somehow mm-hmm. it just... It fits well with what I do. So really the work I do feels very natural and is fun for me and yeah. easy. Um, is there like a task or something that you do that you think it's weird that you really like doing it? <laughs> is there like some aspect of your job where you think like, I probably am the only person in the world that loves counting staples oh, or something like that? Cabinizing. Cabinizing. Which, putting people in putting cabins. Putting people in cabins. I'm just going to say it out loud. I am the person that does that for summer Uh-oh, camp. This is dangerous. <laughs> and people call me and we talk about their preferences and requests. Yeah. But I love it. It's like this amazing puzzle yeah. that just you're constant. It, it's never just set in stone, you know, because suddenly there's right. a new kid that registered and he wants to be with this guy. And so I'm always, I I, I tell every parent this that calls about cabin mate requests. I take it really seriously. She does. And I, I have made this joke for a long time. I call Heidi the cabin, cabinizing wizard <laughs> because, and this still to this day does not make any sense to me. It'll be like, she'll send me a note. It'll be like, hey, all 11th and 12th grade cabins are closed for week four. I'm like, okay, cool. I update the website. And then like two days later, she'll be like, hey, I opened up a whole new cabin. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, where is this space coming from? And you're like, oh, I just moved some people around. You know. I did some things. And I always think, that's wizardry. It's amazing <laughs> that you're able to, like, figure out all of that puzzle. But No, it's... That makes you uniquely positioned for this job because that's, <laughs> like, such a... not secrets because I love remaining the wizard. But honestly, it comes from, I want kids to come to camp. Yeah. I think if a kid comes to camp... The way that the Lord can work in their life and pour into them is unbelievable and completely just worth any effort it takes to get him, them here. So I don't want the issue of, yeah. there's not a bed. And again, of course, we reach a point where we yeah. really do not have any beds left. Right. And I think I know the answer to this. The follow-up would be, what's the hardest part of your job? Oh, the waitlist. Yeah. I, it, it, it's like so upsetting to see this list of you know, 10, 15 names, 20 names. And I think if we just had a bed for them, they want to be here. Yeah. They're ready and willing to show up. Um, that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I could, I would see as a betting wizard, as somebody that's putting that puzzle together. Because <laughs> you're just like, ah, oh, man, I just want to, I, I just want to stick yes. them in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And so, what what excites you the most about being a part of New Life Ranch? Okay, this is so easy. From day one, New Life Ranch, that I've worked here, New Life Ranch endeavor, like they want kids to come to camp and they do not want finances to stand in the way. Mm -hmm. So from the moment I have started here, anytime anyone calls and says, hey, we would love to come to camp, but we just, we cannot afford it. 
I get to say, hey, that's all right. We have an amazing scholarship program. Mm -hmm. We've tried to make it really easy for people to apply. We make the process as simple as we can. Um, And it's, so far, God has provided the funds that we are always able to say, yes, please send your child. We will work with you. We do not want money yeah. to stand in the way. Um, and, and it's no surprise because you mentioned earlier you're the peacemaker. So that's like your favorite thing in the is, world. <laughs> it is. It would be brutal for me if I yeah. just had to be like, mm, sorry. No, sorry. Try somewhere you're else. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I love this place. Yeah. Because they really, they mean it. They really want people to come. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so you recently were able to go on a two-month sabbatical. Here at the yes. ranch, if you've served on staff, on full-time staff for seven years, then they allow you to go on up to a two-month sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And so what was that experience like for you? Oh, I, I really cannot express what an amazing gift that is. I mean, imagine being given two months of time. <laughs> um, and really, the encouragement is rest. Yeah. Take this time to rest. So you don't feel this sense of, oh, I've got a schedule and come back and list all these 40 things that I just accomplished. That's not what it's about at all. Um, My boss in particular was so helpful just helping me frame that because that was hard for me to really believe that, really? Like, really rest? Really? I can do Um, this? (laughs) Yeah. And he said, before you do anything during your sabbatical, ask yourself, is this restful for me? Yeah. And to ask yourself that question is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I think of, I know everyone is busy and stressed. I mean, that's just our culture and that's how our lives have become. And to have a time like that set aside, yeah. I felt so cared for. Um, and I can't even express when at the end of it, how good I felt. I felt so arrested and yeah. so full and just... It was the blessings of that will are still impacting me and what, the things I learned. And, what did rest end up looking like for you? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier how I'd been a stay-at-home mom before I came to New Life Ranch. Um, and that was truly an amazing season of life for me where I was home every day, all day with my son. And so for me, my sabbatical was based on I want to reclaim that um, Mm -hmm. that role and so I wanted to be home with my family and be available to them and have margin for them and not be tired and you know like and so um, I spent most of the sabbatical really at my house I got to you know walk my son to school every day um, be there when he got home and hang out with him we did nightly lightsaber battles that were (laughs) hilarious Um, just all those things that in the past because I think my family's pretty spontaneous, and so it's not so much that I scheduled, you know, all these things all throughout the day. But Except I just for the to be, lightsaber battles. Oh, well, that, yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> by your son. <laughs> um, but when anything else came up, hey, should we do this? Let's go on a bike ride. Let's. I, I remember, for instance, right before the sabbatical started, like, Kirk, my amazing, creative, hilarious husband, um, loves put together, putting together puzzles, and he <laughs> had one all out on the table, and it was like, 10.30 at night. He is a night owl. I am not a night owl. And he was like, oh, hey, do you want to help me? And I totally had this moment. I was like, oh, this will be my sabbatical. Like when I'm able to say, sure, I yeah. can stay up late working on a puzzle because yeah. it's all right if I'm tired tomorrow and I need a nap. I mean, like those, and I know that just sounds really just weird and simple, but for me, it was really awesome to mm-hmm. feel that freedom to just go with it and just have fun with them. And, and did you finish the puzzle? <laughs> 
Yes. Of course, the puzzle is finished. <laughs> well, good. That was that's good that you got that rest and and you you told me that you got to organize your house, oh, which. Right. Those of you that know Heidi, you will know that she has an awesome house. Those of you that don't know Heidi, she has an awesome house. It's like straight out of the 50s. I mean, it's like, is that accurate? Straight out of the 50s? And when they bought it, it had been kept in in that state. And then you guys kept it in that state. And it's like really, it is like... (laughs) <laughs> definite flash from the past like you feel like a time warp when you walk into their house well, the in people, the best possible way yeah well the people we bought it from I knew them years before and I remember when they bought the house I, I didn't see it myself but the lady was saying oh you would not believe this house I mean it looks like the Brady Bunch and she was saying that like it was a bad <laughs> like, thing Whoa. and I was like what it looks like the Brady Bunch's house that sounds amazing and so years later it's always funny to me because I felt like we we love the quirkiness of Mm -hmm. it and so yeah no it's an amazing house we moved into that house when I was eight months pregnant and so then I had an infant and a toddler like I just we moved in put boxes places unpacked and I never actually really organized things or went through things um, and so, yes, one of my goals of my sabbatical, kind of while my son was in school, kind of what I wanted to do for me, I went through every single closet and cupboard and yeah. drawer and got rid of so much stuff and organized it in a different way. Um, and I know, again, sounds really simple, but it was so good for me. And yeah. so, because I think before I would walk through my house and be like, oh yeah, that closet, I got to deal with that sometime. <laughs> but I just didn't know when I would do that. Uh-huh. And now... That closet is organized. That's and I great. I know where to find pens, and I know where to, like, I just, it's amazing. Yeah. That's fun. That's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, so last question. Okay. In your time at New Life Ranch, is there a specific moment or a funny memory or something about New Life Ranch that just sort of sticks out in your mind as being, like, quintessential to your experience these last seven years now? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I've always, you know, I've worked in a lot of like nonprofit sector kind of before I became a mom. And um, so I've had office jobs. I've worked with team, you know. Yeah. The camping world is its own world. Oh, like, yeah. It's so fun. And just the people you work with. I mean, it just, there's a whole different, you know, like other offices will have like casual Friday. Yeah. Like we've joked, we need to have like fancy Friday <laughs> because do. that's the thing that would be different here. Everyone and, like, dressed like you're going to a job today. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. So, like, working in a camp environment, it's just fun and relaxed and silly and, you know. I mean, there's been so many countless, like, phone calls where I just end them, you know, like, almost in tears because yeah. there's so much beauty in what I'm seeing God do. Like, um, like we talked about waitlist earlier. Uh-huh. One thing I always tell parents, it's like, you know, don't give up hope for that. If If this is the way the Lord wants us to work, he will work this out and kind of those... You know, last minute, I get to call a mom and tell her, hey, it's worked. You know, we have a spot now. It yeah. worked out. And they're so excited. And later, they're, you know, they follow up saying, you know, that was so impactful to my child and they needed that so much. And just, and I, I got to see God work and yeah. open that up and make it happen. And so that's beautiful. Um, and there's so many of those. I, I wish, you know, there was kind of one that really summed it up. But the, it happens all the time that God is just working mm-hmm. and just getting to be, like, the one who gets to make that phone call and hear the excitement and just to know that it, like, worked out the way God wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just beautiful. Yeah. 
Hi, well, hey, thanks for chatting with me, Heidi. Thank I appreciated. I, I really did enjoy getting to know you a little bit better. Great. Reminiscing about Atlanta. That was fun. <laughs> good times. All those good times we had in Atlanta. <laughs> and so, yes. uh, yeah, thanks for chatting. And All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for MCP. We hope you enjoy getting to know Heidi a little bit better. MCP will be taking a break for the summer so we can focus on the other MCP, Morning Camp Party, that happens every day during camp. But don't worry, we'll be back with Season 2 of the Monthly Camp Podcast in the fall. If you have any feedback about this podcast, we would love to hear it. Here's something you like. Here's something you didn't. Got an idea for a segment? If you do, please send an email to podcast at newliferanch.com. Music for this podcast was written and performed for New Life Ranch by Cass Harris. You can find all of his work on iTunes and Spotify. Additional music was written and performed for the ranch by Chris King. The other day I mentioned to Chris the fact that I gave him a shout out in every episode of the podcast, and now he's finally a subscriber. So, hello Chris, how's it going? And finally, help us spread the word about MCP by sharing this podcast with your friends, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and giving our podcast a rating. That will move us up the charts and make it easier for people to discover us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with Season 2 in the fall.